Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Father Greg Hammond. Father Greg Hammond. He's a new co-host this morning, so we're breaking him in easy with uh, some great segments. We just finished up a conversation about a uh, camping trip that he went on in the Black Hills. And, uh, you know, I... I uh, <laughs> I can't be jealous because this is not an, a great thing, but uh, that, that would have been quite the experience, Father. Yeah, well, you can you can appreciate it with us. Yes, <laughs> I can appreciate it. So, of what it was. So uh, thanks for tuning in this morning. I just want to remind you that uh, if you haven't, you can certainly go to the App Store on your iOS device or uh, Google Play uh, Android device and download our app. We have a, a great app where you can listen online to shows like Real Presence Live this morning or any of uh, the other EWTN programs. You can also listen to podcasts on our app if you missed, happen to miss a show or uh, miss a segment here on Real Presence Live. A lot of great things there in the app store on the Real Presence Radio app. So take a moment and uh, go there and download it as we get ready for our next segment here. And uh, today is a special day, Father, for you. And for those who are just tuning in, maybe they didn't hear the first half hour of the show, tell us a little bit about why it's so special for you. Well, today is my the eighth anniversary of my own ordination to the priesthood, uh, just a little over nine years since I was ordained a deacon. So when I was when I was ordained a deacon, I took on the promises of of, of prayer for the church and, and celibacy and, and all of those things, committed my, my obedience to our, to our bishop. But, um, but it was only a year later that I was given the gift of the priesthood, so then I was able to really celebrate the sacraments for the church and, uh, and give, give the faithful the, uh, that source of grace in the body of Christ and, and other sacraments. Um, so yeah, this is the eighth anniversary of my ordination. Eight years doesn't, maybe doesn't seem like very long to, to people older than myself and priests older than myself, <laughs> but to me it seems like uh, somewhat of an achievement. So it's an honor. They say the same thing about marriage. I've been yeah, married almost yeah. six years, and, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, you're just young." And I'm like, "Well, it's been a great, <laughs> yeah. it's been a great journey so far." So, um, so again, congratulations, Father, and, and thank you for your priesthood. Uh, this morning, joining us, we have a couple of folks who are waiting for their priestly ordination due to COVID. It's kind of been uh, mixed around a little bit, uh, but these two deacons from the Diocese of Fargo are joyfully anticipating their upcoming ordination in August. We've got Deacon Riley Durkin and Deacon Eric Seitz on the line this morning with us. Good morning to you both. Good morning, good morning. Joyfully and patiently waiting. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, when, when the, because uh, usually the beginning of June is the priestly ordinations. Uh, when you both found out, we can start with you, Deacon Riley, when you, when you found out that uh, things were going to be pushed back to August, uh, what, what went through your mind? You know, uh, I was, uh, part of me was expecting it with everything going on. You know, there was about a week there in March <laughs> where we, nobody in the country knew what was happening mm-hmm. about anything, not just ordination. Uh, and the decision was made in April, and uh, I think it was a good decision. I would, rather, I would rather celebrate with the diocese and with more people in the church than just me and my family, which is what, at the time, what June was looking like, because nobody knew. Right. Uh, so... So I, I was ready for it, and I, I agreed with the decision. And how about you, Deacon Seitz? You know, I started seminary in 2011, and uh, another two months just didn't really disturb me that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And so where, where are you guys at today? Uh, I, I know, Deacon Seitz, you, you said that uh, you're moving into where you will be serving as a priest. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah, um, so I'm moving into uh, the rectory here in Wapaton uh, with uh, Father Dale Lagodinsky. Um, my assignment doesn't technically start until tomorrow, so uh, but I thought it'd be nice just to get a lot of the unpacking and setting things up done uh, before I, I start to get into the thick of it. Um, so my room is a little, uh, little untidy and disheveled right now, but uh, it's coming together nicely. That's great. My room was dishe- is disheveled to this day after eight years. So don't don't worry if it's not perfect by tomorrow. You still got boxes of stuff that you're going to unpack someday? Uh, yes. I've been in my parish for three years now, and I still have boxes of things that I have not touched. Don't, yeah, don't so feel I'm rushed. All, uh, I'm all settled up in, uh, in Holy Cross. As Deacon Eric said, that our assignments don't start till tomorrow. Um but I decided I'd come to Holy Cross in West Fargo here a few weeks early and just kind of settle in, enjoy my last few weeks of summer vacation ever, and then get to work uh, starting this weekend here. So what does that work look like for you? Um, obviously, uh, your assignments are um, for, for priestly assignments, but currently you're still deacons until ordination in August. I believe it's August 8th is the date. Um, so what is that going to look like for the next couple months? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, Your I'm pastor waiting, probably doesn't either. My, <laughs> no, I'm waiting on my pastor, and then maybe I'll get a few more weeks of summer vacation. <laughs> yeah. Deacon Eric, do you have any? Do you have any idea? Has Father Dale talked to you at all? Well, uh, Father Tony Welly, who was my predecessor here, uh, he had some programs that he had gotten uh, up and running, and uh, when I found out I was coming to WAP, and Father Lagodinsky uh, told me that. Uh, he's expecting me to kind of uh, pick up where, where Father Welly uh, left off. So I'm uh, going to be involved in a, uh, a program they're running called Welcome. It's put out by the uh, Dynamic Catholic Institute. And uh, we just hired a new youth uh, ministry coordinator. And um, that was something that Father Welly had gotten uh, going and uh, or or had revamped and um, and I guess the two of us are going to be uh, involved in that. Obviously, I'm going to be more of a support and uh, yeah. So we're just going to have to figure it out together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for yeah, a while, I, will you both be? Um, there will be just one one actual priest in the parish until the two of you are ordained yourselves. Holy Cross, yes, two. yes, I think we're going. Three. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, yeah, I think they're just going to have to get uh, backups uh, for, you know, some of the Sunday Masses sure. and uh, and the Monday Mass uh, until I become fully licensed, bonded, and insured. So, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah, so... Sorry for interrupting. Holy Cross has three priests assigned to it. Okay. So right now there's just two while they're waiting on me, but that makes the workload a little bit easier at least. Well, Deacon Riley, I understand you had an interesting uh, weekend. Was it just this past weekend um, that uh, another big event happened in your family? Oh, yes. Yeah. Can you tell us thinking, about that? What happened? You were talking about it. I was thinking, what happened this past weekend? Here, my brother got married on Friday. Uh, and yeah, I was able to receive the vows and preached the homily. They had a small, just immediate family reception. Um, my brother's got a little farmstead south of Fargo. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a great weekend. It was exhausting. 
So as a deacon, a you real, a real good experience. As a deacon, you said you were able to receive the vows of, of your brother mm-hmm. and his new wife. So you were able to stand there and, and kind of uh, prompt them to say the vows that, uh, that made the two of them husband and wife. Uh, but how is that different for you? Like, what would you have normally done if you were ordained a priest versus what you were able to do, uh, in fact? Um, well, this was, this was actually my first wedding ever, also. So there was some special graces in that. But I would say if I was, if I was also a priest, I would have said the Mass as well. Father, they were married at St. Anne and Joachim here in Fargo, and Father Paul Dukesher was uh, said the Mass while I did the wedding parts, the nuptial blessing, and the vows. Uh, but if I were a priest, I'd be able to have said the Mass as well. Hmm. So was that uh, uh, a disappointment to you in any way, that, you were, or that your own plans with, to kind of help your brother off into that vocation in his life, too, had to change, or how did you uh, um, deal with that? I mean, I mean, again, it's it's tough to be disappointed when this is just the scenario we're living in sure. right now. You know, There's nothing anybody could have could have done about it differently. I, I did what I could with what I had. Um, and I was and I was very happy to help in the way that I did. Sure, and it's, it's something special. It's something that I think a lot of priests look forward to is being able to to give these major, to give these sacraments to to family, to be able to do family funerals and family weddings and family baptisms. And I'm and I'm happy I was able to have that opportunity as a deacon. Yeah, it's really a profound thing when suddenly you're just kind of a a young member of the family who's in, in a lot of ways kind of going along with, with things that, that happen, and then suddenly you're uh, a, a, a cleric and you're kind of brought into the center suddenly of a lot of these big moments, like you said, whether it's a funeral uh, within the first year of my own ordination of the priest that I celebrated my grandmother's funeral, who had been a big part mm-hmm. of my life, and um, uh, no weddings in my family uh, since since then uh, immediately to uh, for me to celebrate, but um, but suddenly you're kind of brought from from the crowd, so to speak, then there into the center and uh, just doing this really profound and meaningful action that um, that everyone depends on uh, to be able to encounter Christ in the celebration of a wedding, to be able to join to be to be joined together or to uh, to to lift up our our beloved one to the Lord as at the time of their passing and to to lead the family through all of that. it's uh, was it a, a kind of nervous experience for you, or how did you kind of enter into that oh, spiritually? I, I mean, I told myself I wasn't any more nervous than they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smart, <laughs> smart. Um, but, you know, like like I told you, it was my first wedding that I've done ever, so there was some... I, I was a little bit nervous of what's, you know, am I going to do next? Am I going to screw this up? Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, Preaching in front of the family is always intimidating. Um, you know, what can I... Because, well, here's a group of people. Since it was a small wedding, it was just immediate family. Here's a group of people that knew me when I was in diapers, and now I'm telling them how to how to live a good marriage <laughs> yeah. in the pulpit. <laughs> why? Why? Why am I doing this? Why mm-hmm. did? Uh, why am I placed in this position? Um, and so, there, but if you're able to to work past that tension and realize God called you to this, or God called me to this, and uh, giving me the giving me the strength and the graces, then for me, the, the nervousness goes away. Mm. Or it doesn't go away, but it's better. I'm able to muscle through. You're listening to uh, Deacon Riley Durkin. We also have Deacon Eric Seitz on the radio this morning as we visit with them about their upcoming 
ordination to the priestly uh, or, or to the priesthood in the Diocese of Fargo. That ordination is on Saturday, August 8th at 10 a.m. at the Cathedral in Fargo. And uh, we're going to talk a little more about that ordination day coming up. And uh, also just take a look back uh, eight years and uh, see what Father Hammond's uh, ordination day was like, uh, you know, the anticipation leading up to that as he's celebrating eight years of priesthood. So stay with us as we uh, dive back uh, into the conversation with Deacons Riley Durkin and Deacon Eric Seitz right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through planned giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of planned giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We are having a great time this morning. Father Greg Hammond and I are are hosting here from the Fargo studio, and we're visiting with a couple of deacons here from the Diocese of Fargo who will be ordained to the priesthood on Saturday, August 8th. So, excuse me, we're visiting with uh, Deacons Riley Durkin and Deacon Eric Seitz. They'll also be ordained with uh, a brother, Deacon Jared Grossman, as well. Mm -hmm. All three of them will be ordained on on Saturday, August 8th, at the cathedral at 10 a.m., and I'm sure details about whether or not that will be public or not will will come as things continue to uh, progress with the, the COVID and uh, the restrictions. Um, but uh, good morning again to you, Deacon Riley Durkin and uh, Deacon Eric Seitz. Good morning, good morning. So, good morning. 
Uh, uh, Deacon, you said uh, you uh, a couple extra months in, in waiting from from June to now this August date. Uh, not a big deal uh, since you've been in seminary since 2011. Maybe take us back and, and talk a, a little bit about your journey to the priesthood and, and how the Lord called you and and uh, led you along this journey here. Yeah, so I grew up in a, uh, a good Catholic family, got uh, three older brothers and a younger sister, and uh, we were always making it to church on Sunday. Um, we would pray at home, and we would uh, have conversations about faith. And so, um, you know, when I first had the idea of priesthood in about seventh grade, it was, uh, it was very natural. In, in my family. My parents have uh, always been supportive. Uh, in seventh grade, I wasn't particularly sure, and I didn't really need to be. Uh, by the time I got to be a uh, uh, senior in high school, I was really taking it uh, a lot more seriously, and uh, with uh, the advice of some of the priests at uh, St. John and Joachim, my home parish, I decided to enter the seminary uh, after my senior year of high school. And uh, we went to, uh, in fact, all three of us who are being ordained uh, went to Sacred Heart Major Seminary in Detroit, Michigan, uh, which was quite the experience. Um, it's a little bit different from Fargo out there. Uh, but that was just a, a just a little, yeah, just a little. Um, that was a fantastic experience out there for four years. Um, you know, really wonderful seminary, a wonderful. Uh, time to to grow in my discipleship and uh, in the love of the Lord, and um, to uh, to have just uh, some really solid friendships uh, come out of that. Um, so, and that's just been uh, a blessing ever since. And by the uh, by the time I got to my uh, fourth year of college seminary, um, I, I was starting to feel pretty certain that, uh, you know, God was, in fact, calling me to the priesthood. And uh, if he wasn't, I, I basically just told him that he's, he's going to have to stop me mm. at this point. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't appear that he has. So, uh, <laughs> And then uh, after that, four years at the uh, St. Paul Seminary, also a wonderful blessing, uh, much closer to home, thankfully. And then... Um, Decided to forego uh, priesthood ordination to delay that for about a year. And so I served for a year at St. Alphonsus Parish in Langdon. Um, and uh, that was also a wonderful experience, getting to know Father Phil Ackerman and uh, all the good people up there in Langdon. And uh, now I'm settling in here in Wapaton, and I'm looking forward to ordination. What about that are you looking forward to? What do you kind of foresee um Beyond, uh, beyond that date that you're just looking forward to, even though it's not quite, quite uh, in front of you right now in the next several days at least because you're uh, not fully ordained a priest yet. But what kind of things do you think you're looking forward to? You know, I think the entire work of the priest of uh, bringing the gospel to the faithful and sanctifying the faithful, I think uh, every aspect of that is something I can look forward to. Um, Especially, uh, I mean, obviously, if the uh, the holy sacrifice of the Mass isn't the center of your priesthood, then mm-hmm. you don't uh, really understand what you're about. And uh, just looking forward to be able to participate in that mystery in a new way 
is um, just something that, gosh, it's what I signed up for, yeah. and we're finally getting close to it. Um, and then uh, certainly the opportunity to hear confessions, which is a little more intimidating, because uh, it's very easy probably to say the wrong thing in there. Um, <laughs> so uh, lear- learning how to do that well um, and uh, being a, a generous distributor of God's mercy, um, I, when I look at that, that's just what it's all about. When I was first ordained myself, I uh, just had a lot of experiences <clears throat> up at the altar and in the confessional and, and whatnot, uh, just really see, experiencing the, the reality of God's grace and how God works through his priests. Um, not that we take that for granted and, and, uh, and get lazy, but he really does work through, uh, through his priests to sanctify his people. Uh, Father, or Deacon Durkin, uh, how about yourself? What brought you? Actually, I remember about eight years ago or so, towards the time that I was closing up my time in the seminary and looking towards ordination, I sat down at a table in the basement of the Newman Center with, um, at, a, at a seminarian event uh, with uh, a young Riley Durkin, whom I had not met yet, and his family, who were all there together. Um, and now you were just, you, uh, then you were just starting your time in the seminary and I, as I was ending, and now we're at the uh, flip side of that here as you are ending your time in the seminary. What are you kind of uh, looking forward to, or, or how are you feeling um, as, as you see this? chapter closing and a new one opening up for you oh yeah i was just going to bring that story up mm. actually that was for the uh the deacon ordination about a week before okay. your priesthood ordination my first year of seminary um what am i looking forward to well similar things that uh that deacon eric is is just being um well my prayer since my first year of seminary has always been a, a to be a window to to god's love right something that a conduit uh, uh an instrument um that is the most real way, one of the most real ways through the priesthood, if not the most real way, to to be able to celebrate Mass, to hear confessions, to visit the dying, um, to marry people I'm not related to. <laughs> um, all the sacraments are going to be are going to be huge, and being able to be with people at these pivotal moments of their lives. Um, you know, I hear more experienced priests talk about, well, I just. I just married a couple, and the groom I baptized when he was mm. a baby, and I did this family's funeral, uh, and I gave them I gave them both first communion at different times in their lives, and that's going to be incredible to be able to say that one day. Um, yeah, just, just bringing people to heaven. That's mm-hmm. what I'm here for. That's great. If you're just tuning in this morning, we're visiting with Deacons Riley Durkin and Deacon Eric Size here. Deacon Eric Seitz, sorry about that, Deacon, on uh, Real Presence Live. And uh, we're talking about their upcoming ordination to the priesthood. Um, we, we have a couple minutes left here, but I, I do want to switch it over to you, Father Hammond, uh, because you're celebrating your eighth anniversary of your ordination today. And uh, just talk a little bit about, you know, uh, your experience of, of leading up to ordination and, you know, kind of being able to relate with what these two guys are going through right now. Yeah, that step of ordination <clears throat> from uh, not only from being uh, a layperson in the seminary for uh, six or so years at that point to be a, to become a deacon to be ordained a deacon, but then a year after that to be ordained a priest, uh, were uh, just flooded with so many emotions. Some of it was enthusiasm and 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 hope, and some of it was a lot of 
a lot of nervousness and um, uh, self-reflection. You know, there's those same questions of uh, like, how well am I going to be able to to do this? How am I going to be? How is it possible that I'm going to be able to be a bridge between uh, between my, my my people, my parishioners, and Jesus Christ? One of my uh, professors in the seminary, when he would speak to us, he always spoke to us really beautifully about the priesthood. But that idea of a bridge. Uh, was one of the ones that 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 image that he would use a lot, and it just impacted my heart, and it um, made me. That was been my reflection as I was nearing that, like, how am I going to be be that bridge? And I just knew that, like, I I didn't really have a a, a plan in that regard of exactly how to how to be a bridge, but I knew at some pl- place that just with that act of faith that Jesus, uh, this is Jesus's priesthood that he is sharing with 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 me and with with every man who's ordained a priest he is sharing his priesthood he is he's the one that's building that bridge and uh and using using us as instruments in that in a way that doesn't make us just like tools in his hand but really makes us um like partners and and beloved friends in that process uh so that was just the the act of faith that i really kept uh holding on to and, and standing upon as i was crossing that that really important threshold in my own life too, eight years ago. And what a gift that is. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was just the Lord making that act of faith in me. I felt like it wasn't just me uh, just talking my way through it. Although it was my, the the voice, my own voice in my mind, but uh, but I really felt it was just the strength (laughs) of the Lord um, helping me do that. Yeah. Well, deacons Riley Durkin and, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, Eric Seitz, thanks so much for being on with us this morning and, and talking about the upcoming ordination and, and even sharing a little bit about your, your journey. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. Absolutely. So again, that's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So that ordination is Saturday, August 8th at 10 a.m. at the Cathedral. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. We're talking about rural communities and their beauty when we return. Mm-hmm.